Good evening. It's great to see everyone. Again, I want to say Happy New Year to everyone uh, from Brooklyn and uh, Staten Island. I hope uh, you had a great holiday and that uh, you are ready to, to see what God is going to do in your life and in our church this year. Uh, it's great to have everybody back. Like uh, Michael announced a few minutes ago, I'm looking forward to the start of uh, our series on uh, January 18th. Uh, Gordon Ferguson is going to teach us for five weeks. Again, I want to encourage you, if you haven't done so already, to just read through the book of Revelation very quickly. Uh, don't try and understand it. He's going to come and break it down for us in a few weeks. But I also want to really use this opportunity for us to invite tons and tons of people. Uh, like I've said so many times, and I'll say it again tonight as I start, this is a book that a lot of people do not understand. A lot. When I say a lot, I'm talking about 90% of people read Revelation wrong. And uh, in those five weeks, I'm really excited that Gordon is going to come and take it apart for us. And as a matter of fact, uh, Harlem found out that he's coming. And so they asked if they could join. And we said yes. And so Harlem is going to be joining us uh, those five weeks as we look through the book of Revelation. And so please uh, use this invite to start inviting your friends. And uh, all the messages will be recorded, audio, so that uh, if, uh, if anybody misses one, they can always go listen at our church website. But uh, the first lesson is very critical because it's there that it's going to break down what all those numbers mean and, and stuff like that. And so um, I want us to really start inviting our friends. It's going to be a tremendous, tremendous uh, next uh, five weeks. And then next week, for midweek, we're going to be having a financial, basically, state of financial position from uh, Bobby Rader. He's our CFO in the office. He's going to tell us how we're doing financially as a church. And um, that's going to be next week for both Brooklyn and Staten Island. And then the following week, Gordon will start teaching us powerfully from the book of Revelation. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. The Bible says there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Again, I want to wish everybody a happy new year. I really don't have a title for my lesson. Uh, tonight, uh, in the spirit of, you know, we've just started a new year. Today is January 4th. Uh, I thought I'd uh, talk about this passage. And I don't know about you, I'm very thankful to be able to experience a new year and to, and to be alive in the year 2023. Uh, I know uh, just a few days ago, I was watching the, the nightly new, NBC nightly news. And at the end of it, they spent the last five minutes talking about quote unquote, all the famous people that we've lost this year. And at the end of it, all I could do was just thank God 
that, you know what, I'm still here. That, uh, you know, they put up a, a lot of people on the screen, again, famous people. Um, and I couldn't help but think that when my time comes, when your time comes, you know, we're not going to make the nightly news. I'm sorry. You know, that's just, that's just the way it is. But uh, one day we're going to depart from this world. But I'm so thankful that you and I are still alive. And we, we're, we're able to experience a new year. The ancient Greeks had two different words for the concept of time. One was chronos, that's the word in the Greek, and the other is kairos. Chronos and kairos. The word chronos, you probably recognize, this comes from the root word in English for chronological or chronicle, okay? It merely refers to measured, ticking, quantitative time. Okay, it's like when you ask me, Richard, what time is it? I can tell you it's 7.50 right now because I can see the clock in front of me, all right? That's chronos. The second Greek word, Greek word is kairos, okay? This speaks more to specific God-ordained times throughout history, sometimes called, quote-unquote, the right time or appointed time. And you can write this reference down. Titus chapter 1, verse 3. Kairos is God's dimension. One not marked by past, present, or future. And so, when we read in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and it talks about how there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. It's not talking about chronos. It's talking about kairos. It's talking about God's time. It's talking about God's appointed season. Okay? You and I have control over chronos. You have control over what time you get up on a daily basis. You have control about what time you go to, you go to bed. You have control about what time you eat. You have control about, you know, what time you go to work. That's chronos. And, you know, there are times when I've been rushing, trying to get to the subway and trying to catch a train. And you know that feeling, you, you, know, you put your whatever through the whatever and you, you get on and you can hear the train. Uh oh, you just came in and you're going down the steps very quickly. And all of a sudden, before you get there, the door closes and it leaves. And I was like, man, I just missed it. That's Kronos, all right? Kronos is within our purview. We have control over our time and how we use it, okay? So when you miss the train, for example, that's Kronos because it's quantitative measured time. What Ecclesiastes 4 is talking about is God's time, it's Kairos. You and I do not have control over Kairos. We just don't, okay? And if we're not careful, we're gonna become frustrated because when life happens and there is no difference in terms of you and I cannot control that time, it can be very frustrating. But I think as we begin even this lesson, we, don't, we need to understand that there are so many things when it comes to time that is beyond our control. It's outside us. And that's what Ecclesiastes 4 is talking about. So even as we begin this new year, in terms of, I have no idea what this new year is going to look like for you or for me, for that matter. All right? But it tells us that there is a, there is a, there is a kairos for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. 
And that's what I want to talk about tonight, even as we begin and experience a new year on this earth. When something does not happen for you at a specific time, the question is, will you and I wait on God and continue to trust God? Okay, I want to make three very quick points tonight as we're talking about Kairos, as we're talking about the different seasons. Number one, for me, Kairos means God is in control. That's what it means. That God is in control. You and I did nothing for this new year to come about four days ago. There was nothing we could have done. You and I are not in control of Kairos. The change of seasons, Kairos, means God is in control. Excuse me. God created time. And this passage of time tells us there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Again, remember, Kairos is God-ordained time, not marked by past, present, or future. The year 2023 marks the beginning of another season and year for us as God's children. Life is about going through cycles. Everyone experiences these cycles until one day we all get to cross over. Last year, some new babies were born. And uh, it was very encouraging. I joined uh, Wale and Rick's um, uh, Sunday morning uh, service at their Bible talk. And uh, it, was, it was so exciting to see Eve on the screen. I said, hey, we want to see the baby. That's what everybody wanted to see. And, you know, they, they, they turned the camera. She was, she was asleep in a little crib. You know, this time last year, this baby, that, that baby was not on this earth. Now she's here. Others had babies. Also last year, some people passed away. Farmers planted seeds last year and harvested those crops. And that's why you and I were able to go to the grocery store to buy food. And so there's a cycle going on. We had times of laughter. We also experienced times of heartache and of weeping and of loss. God answered some of our prayers in the affirmative. And we experienced some disappointments that we didn't see coming. In New York, for instance, and the Northeast, for the most part, we experienced four seasons. Now, the temperature went up to about 66 degrees today. And, uh, and we're supposed to be in the middle of winter, you know. But in the Northeast and in New York, we, 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 we have four seasons. We're in the middle of winter right now, although today it didn't feel like it. We have the spring. We have summer, and then we have the fall. And, you know, in some, in some places, they call the fall autumn. But God is the one that's in control of the seasons. God is the one that's in control of the kairos. Whatever happens in your life or in my life. Now, if it were left to me, it will always be spring. That's my favorite season. You know, when it's, it's not too hot, it's not too cold. And, you know, when the flowers are blooming again, you know, I, I love the spring. You know, I know some of you, you know, you have horrible allergies. You know, and you, you don't like the spring season. My heart goes out to you, you know, but I, I love spring when, when everything is coming back to life. Okay. Now, the truth is, even in 2023, some of us are going to have some mountaintop experiences this year. There will also be some challenges. Now, I don't know what those are. You don't know what those are, but they're coming. We're going to have some highs and we're going to have some lows. 
Because it's not possible just to stay at the bottom all the time or just to stay on top, on the mountaintop all the time. That's just the way the seasons go. And so we need to brace ourselves for the challenges or whatever situations we may face, even this year. That's just the way life is. The world tries to sell us and tell us that, you know, in, in, in this life, we're, gonna, we're not going to have any problems. That's a fantasy. We live in a falling world. There's going to be problems, even this year, that you and I are going to experience. And then we need to get ourselves ready. We need to get our minds ready for the situations God is going to allow to come in our direction this life, this year, rather. In Psalm 27, verse 1, it simply says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And so I want to encourage us, brothers and sisters, no matter what you do this year, hold on to your God. Stay close to your God. I want to talk about this some more on Sunday when I talk to us about our theme for 2023 in both Brooklyn and, and, and in Staten Island. But I, I want us to really hold on to God because no matter what it is that we're going to experience this year, God needs to continue to be our stronghold. We're all very familiar with the passage in Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus is talking about, you know, consider the lilies, consider the, 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 uh, the grass on the field, consider the birds. You know, they, they don't worry about nothing. So why should you worry? And in verse 34, it says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. In other words, don't worry about what's going to happen this year. Because you have no control over the kairos. You just don't. I just don't. And so Jesus says, you know what? Just live for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have its own problems. Now, when I get to tomorrow, I will deal with those problems. Because I'm going to be facing them. And so, as we begin this year, 2023, I'm praying, I'm, I'm hoping that this is the mindset we're going to have, even as we begin. I saw this a while back, and I, and I held on to it, and it's so true. It says, life is 10% what happens to you, and 90% how you react to it. i got to be honest. I didn't learn this lesson until I was in my late 30s. That life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. When I was a young person, things used to really bother me. Things would happen and it would just get to me. And over the years, I've learned, you know what? There's nothing I can do about this. I'm not going I'm, I'm to react to this. I'm not going to let this throw me off balance. I'm not going to allow this incident to, to totally mess up my day. I have control over that. Another lesson I learned as when it comes to, you know, facing tomorrow with an unknown future and all that is that, you know what? Nobody can get me upset without my permission. No one. That I cannot allow what goes on in this life or what somebody says to me or doesn't say or what somebody does or doesn't do uh, to throw me off my game. God still expects me to be a Christian and to walk according to the precepts laid out in his word. That life is 10% of what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. Life is going to happen to every single one of us. Okay? And the, tr the truth is, we, a lot of us struggle because we ask God, why me? Why are you allowing this stuff to happen to me? God is in control of everything that happens to us in this life. And I don't know about you, 
When it comes to life, I don't question God because he knows what he's doing. I'm declaring he's the porter and I don't get to question him. Whatever comes my way, I deal with it with him by my side. I go to him for help. And so that's the first one I want to make tonight as far as, you know, Kairos that, you know, it tells us that God is in control. And so no matter what we face this year, just realize that God is on the throne and God is in control. Number two, my second point very quickly, it means that I don't panic. It means I don't need to panic. Because again, Kairos, you know, is, is in the purview of God. The key, I believe, as Christians, brothers and sisters, is constantly adjusting and making changes as we go through the seasons of life. I'm going to say that again. The key as Christians is constantly adjusting and making changes as we go through the seasons of life. Because seasons change, you can't afford to get stuck in one season or something from your past. I mean, right now, um, we brought out all our winter coats because it's cold outside. And so obviously, as I'm, as I'm, as I'm, as I'm living the apartment, you know, I, 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 I get dressed up, I put, I, I layer up because I know it's cold outside. You know, a dear brother gave me some nice winter boots for, um, for, for, for Christmas and I can't wait for it to snow. So I can go, I can, I can go test that thing out, you know, to see if it's, if it's going to keep my legs warm and, you know, it's saying waterproof and that, it, you know, I don't get water into the thing, but I'm looking forward to it, but I'm adjusting to the season. You're doing the same thing. You don't go ahead and wear shorts and go out in, 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 in 35 degree weather. You're not going to make it. The same thing is true, spiritually speaking, even as we go through life, we need to make those adjustments. And I, I, I'm going to say this at this point, we must never allow a bad season from our past to define us ever. I love one thing that Joe said, uh, Joe Arroyo said uh, on Sunday, he did, the, he did the message for the group. He says, you know what? The question he wanted, was asking us all, of, of all of us on Sunday morning was, what lessons have you learned from the past? What lessons have you learned from last year? And that's all we can do with the past. But we cannot dwell in it. Because every time you look at the past, there will always be some, you know, some successes, and there will be some victories, and there will be some disappointments. But you see, what we cannot do, because Kairos changes, is to get stuck in a season. You know, I got a phone call from a dear brother a few days ago. Um, and um, he said uh, he got a call from his doctor and they want him to go for a biopsy next week. And he was crying. And I just, I listened. I prayed with him at the end. And I tried to reassure him that God is in control. That the God that has brought this about will see him through this. You know, and... Uh, He's really scared, and, and rightly so. And my heart went out to him. He's very fit. He has a six-pack. I mean, the guy runs every day, miles. And so he was like, I mean, I've, I've, I've taken care of my body. I've eaten right all my life. How can this be? And again, I just listened. And, and I, again, I tried to reassure him. I said, you know, bro, you're going to have to trust God. I don't want you to panic. 
you know, and then uh, the, the following day, I was thinking about him and I texted him. I said, how are you doing today? As a matter of fact, I said, you know what? You don't, you, you don't say anything to your kids right now because, first of all, you don't know what the biopsy is going to say and you, you don't know what the, uh, the results are going to be. And so you don't want to alarm your, your kids unnecessarily, you know? And he says, you know, that's, that's great advice because that was the advice I was given when I was going through this. But again, I say, you know, I, I don't know what challenges God is going to throw your way this year. I just don't. There will be seasons of drought and no rain. And there, there will be seasons where, you know, you know everything's just going to be great. But that's just life. And I'm sure you've read in the news lately, there are a lot of lakes in the, in the middle of the country and, and also on, on, on the west where the, the lake levels have dropped tremendously because of, you know, lack of rainfall. And they're, they're discovering you know, a, a lot of stuff and dead bodies that were dumped in those lakes over the years. Now, all of a sudden, they've seen all this stuff. But you know what? Right now, America as a whole, there's, there's, there's a drought going on, you know, where the, the water levels have dropped tremendously in, in, in a lot of places. But that's just the seasons. That's Kairos. And God is in control of all that. In Psalm 34, verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Not some, all of them. You and I need to hold on to passages like this. Psalm 94 verse 19 says, when anxiety, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. We need to hang in there and stay close to God in 2023, no matter what happens. That is my encouragement to us. I love this. A.W. Toza once said, the great test of faith is to wait on God, not expecting to push a button and get whatever we want now. I'm going to read that again. The great test of faith is to wait on God, not expecting to push a button and get whatever we want now. Remember when he said this, this was in the early 60s. They hadn't developed, you know, all these smartphones where we're just, you and I just pushing buttons right now. The remote control didn't exist when he made this statement. We're going to have to trust God. We're going to have to hang in there with God and we don't need to panic. Because God is with us and God is on our side. And finally, my third point. Kairos means that God is good, no matter the situation. Again, we live in a fallen world. We're going to have ups and downs. God is good because he loves us. We experience his goodness every single day. And you and I ought to thank God for every good gift that we receive from him. And then ask him, for what we need. There's a difference between what we need and what I want, okay? And I'm sure you understand that too. You understand that concept. Believe me, there's a lot of stuff that I want. And God says, no, you don't need that. And so I'm not going to give you that. It's okay. But God knows everything we need and he will give us all, all our needs. We serve a God who is gracious. He's a gracious father. And year in and year out, he gives us good gifts. You know, uh, 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 I enjoy December 31st because, you know, I start praying around 11 p.m. Sometimes I start at 10. Um, and, um, and I just thank God for all the blessings that is bestowed upon me that year. Uh, this year, I also prayed through our membership. I, I put all, every single one of you. I, 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 put your, I put your name before God. And I'm, I'm very thankful to be able to do that. Now, I don't know what you're going through, but he does. And my prayer is that God meets your children at their point of need. Father, be there for them. 
And it was like, it was exciting. And then I also, you know, put in front of God the things I would like for him to do in my life and in his church this year. I've been doing that since I was 11 years old. And I'm 60. The New Year's Eve always finds me on my knees. I pray into the New Year. I don't know what else to do. But, you know, he's a good God. And that's why I always go to him. Not just on those days, but throughout the day and every day. Okay? We serve a God that is a good God. Obviously, some of us, we've received gift of healing from him, protection, peace, joy, strength, wisdom, and so many other blessings that he continues to bestow upon us. And all we need to continue to do is continue to go to him. I think it was Monday night. I can't really remember what I was doing. And I saw this news flash across my phone saying that Damar uh, uh, Hamlin, the, the, uh, the, the, the cornerback for the Buffalo Bills, collapsed on the, on the field of play. I wasn't even watching the game. And I stopped and I prayed for him. I don't know him. And I just prayed. About 10 minutes later, you know, I got a text from Guy saying, oh, this guy collapsed. Can I pray for him? I said, bro, I, I saw, the, uh, I saw the, the news flash on my phone. I said, I prayed for him already. And I prayed again. And, you know, I, later on, you know, I turned off Sports Center, just see what happened. And the whole nation is praying. Everybody's praying. And I understand he's still in critical condition. But we need to continue to pray. But one good thing that has come out of this, apparently he set up a GoFundMe because he was, he was, he was, uh, um, he was trying to do a toy drive and he was trying to raise $2,600 to buy toys to give to kids. Just before I started preaching, I heard on the news that that GoFundMe is now $6.5 million. People have just gotten on there and donated money. And so I know that something great is going to come out of, you know, his uh, been having cardiac arrest right on the field. And I'm so thankful that those guys came immediately and they attended to him. I understand he had to be resuscitated twice, even on the field, before they got, got him to the hospital. But let's continue to pray for him. And, you know, I heard that his mother was in the stands. I can't imagine what she must have must have been feeling, to see your son just go down like that. And obviously she joined him on the ambulance as they drove him off. But again, again, I, I use him as an example, not knowing what's going to happen to you, what's, not, what's going to happen to me this year. But no matter what happens, brothers and sisters, God is good. We serve a good God who will never leave us, who will never forsake, forsake us. In Lamentations chapter 3, in verse 25, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25, it says, the Lord is good to those who wait on for him. To the soul who seeks him, it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. I saw this also a while back and I thought, you know, I'll share it tonight. It simply says our willingness to wait reveals the value we place on what we're waiting for. And so, what do you want God to do in your life in 2023? That's my question. Remember, he exists above time. And he's in control of Kairos. We don't need to panic because he cares for us. God is always good regardless of what we'll be going through. You know, somehow he's going to turn that situation around for your benefit. Because that's just the kind of God that he is. That's what he says in Romans 8. That in all things, not in some, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him 
and those who are called according to his purpose. In Psalm 34, verse 8, it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, I love that passage. It says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And then Nahum, verse 1, verse 7. Excuse me. Nahum, chapter 1, verse 7. Nahum 1, 7. He says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. We should thank God for every good gift we receive from him. We should. He's a gracious God. He's a loving God. He's a God who does a whole lot more than we can ask or can even imagine. And uh, I've, I've started to thank God for the things that I've not seen yet. God, I'm thanking you before it even happens. That needs to be our mindset as Christians. Where we're just thanking God even before it happens. Bible says that when you and I pray, we should believe that we have received it and it will be yours. Now, if you're praying to, to, to get something selfishly for yourself, you're not going to get it. I can tell you that right now. But God knows every motive. God knows our hearts. If it's to glorify his name, if it's to help other people, God will give it to you. Okay? So let's get in the habit of thanking God before it happens. You know, a couple of days ago, I saw a, a TikTok. And I was so moved by the song. And I went and found it on, uh, on YouTube. The title of the song is God is Good by a guy named Jonathan McReynolds. And it says, May your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles show that you need God. And may your battles end the way they should. And may your bad days prove that God is good. And may your whole life prove that God is good. And so I've been singing this song for the last 48 hours. I actually personalized it. I've been singing, may my struggles keep me near the cross. And may my troubles show that I need God. And may my battles end the way they should. And may my bad days prove that God is good. And may my whole life prove that God is good. I'm going to play the song for you now and let this guy do his thing. But I want you to listen to the words. It's just over and over again. You and I, we serve a good God. In 2023, I want to encourage you to pray hard. To walk hard. And to trust your God no matter what. As we begin 2023, brothers and sisters, let us go with God. I promise you, he will not disappoint you. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody on Sunday in person. As, uh, as I introduce and I preach about our theme for, for the year 2023, I'm going to play the song. And then uh, after that, I want to ask... Um, my wife, to lead us in a closing prayer. And so uh, when the song is done, Sarah, if you can unmute yourself, lead us in prayer. And then at, uh, after that, um, Prince is going to put us in our breakout rooms. Let's have a great time of fellowship. Happy New Year. Here's the song. May your struggles keep you 
Thank y'all so much for coming out. Yeah. 